Welcome to Invest in Yourself, the Digital Entrepreneur Podcast. Join the podcast mogul Phil Better as he interviews successful entrepreneurs that make their living in the digital world. Now, let's join your host, Phil Better, and his special guest today on Invest in Yourself, the Digital Entrepreneur Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Invest in Yourself, the Digital Entrepreneur Podcast. I am, of course, Phil Better, the podcast mogul. And today, I am very excited because I have someone solving a problem. For people today on the show i have miguel i'm gonna mess up his name hienon uh, i messed up i know them but you were close no i was close <laughs> oh! uh miguel you created uh, an amazing program a platform for people to find jobs and that but you're an avid youtuber you're an average entrepreneur um why don't you just introduce yourself to my audience and then we can jump into your story about being an entrepreneur Sure. Um, well, my name is Miguel Hainonen, um, and uh, friends and family call me Mika. Um, so feel free to call me Mika. Um, yeah, I, I founded Horizon. Uh, it's basically a platform that aggregates local jobs around you and uh, skips the need to go through Indeed because on these you know platforms, a lot of anonymous jobs, you don't know who you're applying to. So I made a very end user focused platform where it's very visual, where it shows you like on Google Maps, uh, where the jobs are located around you, how you can actually apply directly to the companies and it's free for everyone. Um, and I, I, boot, I bootstrapped that company. Um, you know, I, there, there were a couple of failures along the way, Horizon 1.0, which was a huge mistake. I blew all the cash, but that's a story I'll probably tell you a little later. Um, but yeah, you know, just kept pushing. I was persistent. Uh, we've come quite a long way. Um, I'm super excited for 2022. Our team has grown. Um, you know, we've actually bootstrapped uh, from pretty much the, the early stages. And um, yeah, otherwise, me personally, I live between the US and Europe. So I go a lot between uh, London, Sevilla, and uh, then uh, Miami and LA. So I'm looking forward to this year. I think uh, I've been living out of a duffel bag for quite a few months now, but I'm enjoying every moment of it. So you're li living a dream that I like. I, I want to be able to travel across the world and help build companies here. And you're, you're doing exactly what I want. And that, that's awesome. Plus, you're helping people get a job. Like that, that's huge, especially like you're geolocating the jobs on Google Maps. Like that's yeah. next level. So, so I, t I tell you, um, I had a fight to get in the tech industry. So, um, I was uh, I went to Johnson Wales University in Providence, and um, well, actually, I should go even further back. I wanted to enlist. I went to the Marine Military Academy in Texas. It was a great institution, uh, especially at a young age, learning about how to you know cope with you know stress, and especially when you're an entrepreneur. I don't. It doesn't really phase me. That's why I love going down the entrepreneurial road. I don't need a guaranteed paycheck, and. Um, but I was so adamant I was going to enlist. And my best friend uh, at the Marine Military Academy said, uh, hey, just so you know, I've applied for you to go to Johnson & Wales uh, because you should have at least one university. And I was like, cool, what subject did you put down? And he was like, entrepreneurship. And I was like, what is that? I've never even heard of that word. And um, then he was like, I remember one Thursday he came in. He's like, dude, uh, I got accepted to Johnson & Wales. And then uh, the next day I got my application letter like, I accepted Johnson's too, and uh, he convinced me to go to college to do entrepreneurship. And um, you know, back then, um, the entrepreneurship 
classes and the modules I took was actually at a culinary school. So it was actually really difficult to convince people to hire me. And uh, Justin Wills is known as a culinary school. And it was an early pilot program, but uh, I learned, uh, you know, quite a lot, uh, you know, from the professors, the, the, you know, they obviously gave you a lot of internships to work for companies. And I, at that age and that time, you know, the web 2.0 started like coming out and, mm-hmm. you know, uh, I really didn't want to build a brick and mortar business. I wanted to build something web-based where I can affect people's lives across the globe without even them knowing me. And uh, of course, I was very young and naive. I thought I knew everything by watching <laughs> YouTube. I, uh, I, my first startup, I, I actually raised uh, some cash for it. I actually built the MVP, and um, it was very similar to Foursquare. I don't remember if you remember Foursquare. Or you I remember Foursquare. Oh that, God. So it's very map-based. If you may notice, Horizon is map-based as well. So I kept that model, and I built a great platform. It's called Herb Info. So uh, I still have the domain, and but I didn't know how to do outreach, and um, I killed my company by not knowing how to acquire users, mm-hmm. and uh, very, 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 very fortunate to fail uh, early, but also very fortunate to learn, uh, and that's why we didn't need to uh, raise capital. Is that I learned how to really, really. Uh, perform an outreach on an analytical level. So I know I teach, this is what you may have looked at LinkedIn and during COVID everyone started calling, but I, I taught companies how to scrape leads, how to, uh, to find emails, how to to create bots to, to automate this so small teams can generate leads. And um, yeah, fortunately enough, like this skill set became very useful, especially during COVID. And um, yeah, so that really funded us to take Horizon to the next level of where people can sign up, create profiles um, on the platform as well. You know, companies can now uh, chat with people individually without needing to go through recruitment. It's it's dirt cheap for everyone and free for end users. So there we go. That that's the big part. It's free for like small person like me to find a company, but for a company, it costs them money to post, correct? Yeah. I mean, you, you look, um, you know, because it's web-based and, you know, I was trying to go into the model of charging per job. And I figured just depending on the company size, a uh, hundred bucks, if you're less than, um, uh, if you're less than five people and limited hiring, which we put your jobs into our platforms and we only, you know, to uh, allow you to connect with other people is free. If you can hire in this uh, market, it's free. There you go. There we go. We need, and jobs are kind of a little more tough um, given uh, the restrictions we're facing in some of the uh, the marketplaces with COVID and that. And uh, two years later, we're still dealing with that. It's insane. I know. Um, so wh- what was the why? Like, why did you want to jump into the entrepreneurial world? You, you said before that you were like going into the military going to do my my stint where a lot of entrepreneurs actually come out of the military as well because they they can't go from like the super strictness of the military into the like the weirdness of corporate life because corporate life is very different than uh military life because military life kind of makes sense you know you got your orders you know what you're doing but when you go into the corporate world it's sometimes a little shady with those uh or there's more gray than black and white so why did you want to jump into the entrepreneurial world you know um it, it, it um, 
going to the Marine Military Academy um, definitely wired me a little different, but I, I really was fortunate at a young age to be around even young young guys where they had a, a great leadership skill set. And as soon as I went, I, I had to go into the corporate world at some point to keep, you know, learning and funding my startups. And, um, you know, I just didn't like a consistent paycheck, to be honest with you, because every month I knew, um, you know, I knew that I only had so much and I wanted to build something myself. And I really, really am not good at being subservient or calling, you know, and I, I just, uh, I call everyone by first name and, uh, it really bit me the ass by not being too subservient. And uh, so I rigor, I don't have a choice but to go down the entrepreneurial road. And I love building. I love the risk and um, especially in tech, you know, not knowing how to code, uh, especially in the early stages. It was, it was a lot of, of, of learning, but then you learn a, a skill set. And then I just wanted to keep pushing it and pushing it and pushing it, you know, and to the point now where it's paid off, you know, now we build, you know, bots and, you know, to automate a lot of work. You know, we have a lot of scrapers that can push jobs and, you know, recommend this to specific users, specific jobs that we, we, we you know, because we collate a lot of jobs as well to make sure, because at the end of the day, we're a content platform. So, um, yeah, it's just persistence to, to really be in a tech community that, that pushed me here. I like it. I like it. You're doing, you're building multiple little mini platforms to build up onto your bigger platform. Um, so yeah. everything works together and your, the end goal is to make your, your horizon even better than what it is. And you're just slowly learning. I love that. Um, always self-education is the key to uh, success. I find, and you know, you went down the coding. I'm, I'm starting to do the coding actually a bit of not actual coding. I'm I'm using uh, Integrate, uh, Intermat, and uh, Airtable just to help get things uh, moving for uh, emails, for uh, getting guests on shows, and that. So I'm I'm dipping my toes, dipping my toes, and I like it. You know, it's that's fun. that's how it's good. I I started uh, by using WordPress for the front end, you know, and it looked like you know we had like you know and I was buying templates at that point, you know, yeah. and then. And I had a subdomain app dot, you know, horizon and it was horrific. It was so bad. Um, I mean, we all have to start somewhere, but that's the great thing about like, especially tech, you just have to push it out no matter how shit it is. Um, and you just have to be persistent. And the more cash you have, the more you can invest into it, you know? So mm -hmm. God, we, I started getting more cash and I could invest more into it and didn't have to go down the road of, of raising capital. And I, I don't think there's a need either uh, at this point. I think um, if it gets, uh, you know, if it gets out of hand, because um, it's funny, um, I actually pay for end users to come to the platform. So, you know, right now we're growing at a steady pace and it's affordable, but if all of a sudden I get a million users a day, I have to raise cash because my credit line definitely will cover the service. But, uh, <laughs> if you get a million yeah. customers a day, I think you're you're onto something, and I think people will be uh, more than happy to uh, help you get that money because that's a lot of access and a lot of data you're getting as well. Um, so that's that's the thing. Like um, um, you know, obviously, like I said, this is Horizon 2.0. The first one, I was trying to replicate Uber's business model, you know, and that was like. Uh, you know, where, you know, I would find people jobs and then the pain would go. And I was, I realized like, why am I taking money from the small guy when companies have a budget? And I remember 
was like, oh, let's just scrap this. I, I pissed off a lot of people as well because, you know, this is re-theming the business model of making a B2B tool, but giving it free to all end users. And uh, thank God we started growing a community, you know, uh, focused right now really on like uh, uh, tech companies, you know, because they hire, you know, people that also don't have tech skill sets like operation candidates, you know, UX designers that don't know how to code, you know, uh, customer success uh, support agents. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's been great. Uh, funnily enough, we're pretty big in Asia now. Uh, Bangalore, we seem to get a lot of traffic there because there's a lot of tech companies over there looking for remote jobs. Yeah. Um, and slowly growing in, you know, on the East Coast as well. Thank God, New York is a good home for us as well. So, well, yeah, New York has like a, everybody wants to make it in New York. Everybody hears about making it in New York. I'm pretty sure LA would probably be, would LA? No. LA. I, I love LA. Like it was one of my favorite places in the world. After COVID, it's it's certainly taken a hit. Yeah. Uh, the scenery is not the same, uh, but the quality of life in LA is really nice. But I just went to Miami. I'm going back to Miami. That's a whole, I used to joke that if you go to Miami, it's because you're retiring or but the quality of life is amazing in Miami. Like I've got to the point where I go to a jacuzzi every day at like <laughs> six o'clock. I'm an old guy now. I wear well, shorts to the office, you know. Uh, I, I was I taking it. a look at, at your profile. If your thing's up to date, we're still, we're the same age. So you're not an old guy. You're, I keep uh, thinking I'm old. Uh, I don't know. I'm, I know. You know. When you're. When you're over 35, everything starts seeming old, and we we just passed over that at least. Um, I did. I just jumped into 36 last year. My God, I just turned 36 on December 27th. So. Oh, I, I was uh, so I'm a little older. I'm a little older. I'm a little more wiser than you. I'm November, <laughs> so not that much older than you. Yeah, um, I feel like every time I look at young people, I'm like I was paying taxes when you were still in high school, you know. Ooh. So. What are you doing complaining about life? You barely has started. I got it. I, I have 18 years of this under my belt. Um, I know. But you, so you, when did you start your entrepreneurial journey? Like you're 36. Did you start like two years ago? Did you start? No, the moment I got out of college, the so, moment I got out of college, I remember so really you know, 16 I, years you've been doing this. I would say. Yeah, I uh, with a lot of failures, to be honest with you. And then, um, but I was, I was quite lucky because, um, and, you know, I advise this to everyone, like, especially the younger generation. If you really <laughs> want to get in the tech industry, you know, work for another tech company and learn everything you can. And uh, my first startup was quite a, a bit of a failure. It was like Foursquare. I didn't know how to do outreach. Um, and obviously bootstrapping the next company, I ended up uh, getting hired by a software discovery platform. And they taught me, they, they, they taught me the skill sets really of how to generate leads. And that's what every company, regardless whether they're tech are leads and how to, to find uh, qualified leads that actually have intent to buy your solution. And teaching me that skill set, I spent one year with them to the point of where I get to advise many other startup companies and some pay, some buy me burgers or beer. But I love sharing that skill set, uh, which actually has been great because, you know, I help these companies out and, you know, meet over lunch. I just I tell their sales team, like, you know, do X, Y and Z and the referrals that came in, I didn't have to, you know, uh, 
bootstrap uh, the, the company completely on, on my dime. It was also on other companies helping us. Uh, you know, the money went direct in the horizon. We could hire more developers. Like, okay, well, now we want to build a database where employers can filter through. Now we want to build a text messaging tool to notify them that they've just got a job application. So, yeah, really, really fortunate. But I, I you know, I, I fought to stay in this industry. And, um, you know, you have to be persistent as well, because being an entrepreneur, you get kicked in the teeth a lot. Uh, yep. But, you know, the harder you work, the luckier you get, they say. And thank God I feel pretty lucky right now. I get to travel between the Europe, the U.S., you know, uh, we make money. And more importantly, if it goes well, one day I can have that problem of I can't afford the server. But, um, yes, yeah, persistence and really just the harder I work, the luckier I got. That's pretty much the definition of luck. I was listening to uh, the compounding effect uh, while I do my walks. That's part of my self-development. You know, it's always inve always invest in yourself, right? You always learn the better tools because I don't come from an entrepreneurial world. I don't even have that. I kind of had that bug, but I was always steered towards the corporate world uh, when I was younger. It's safer. It's the practical thing to do, and you can retire at 65, 18 years into it, I found out that it's a complete lie. Um, doesn't really happen. Uh, yeah, though, no matter how much work you put in, you're not getting the same output. So decided to throw my hat into the entrepreneurial world. And, and it is true. It's luck is all about preparation, hard work, just going for every opportunity. And it looks like luck, but it's not, it's, you're just, you're creating your own luck. You're paving your way to the success and, Everybody just sees the, the the final product. Yeah, I think that's, you know, especially in the world now with Instagram and, you know, the, the fake gurus and stuff like that. And I think we're also, I mean, me and you are a little older, but there's um, a generation now where they think it's overnight, you know. Yeah. And uh, sometimes it is. But at the end of the day, you still need to be persistent. And you also need to know, you know, you also need to know of where to stop. Sometimes you need to stop and reevaluate, like, yeah. is there a market for this? I, it took me a long time. I even took cash and it took me a long time to admit, like, whoa, I got to really hold my brakes now and figure out, is this what's going to get me an exit? Or was this ego that I'm persistent? But um, I think, you know, you really, really have to know your market and you really have to evaluate every now and then. Um, and at that point, then you can just keep proceeding. Yeah, no, it's, it's very true. You need to take a moment and always reevaluate the goals. Always keep those goals in mind. Like what's the end goal? What is your, like, I've started setting up those quarterly goals to always stay that you're on track to where you're going. So you're not screwing up and then ending up, you know, f this amazing product end up failing because you didn't fix, you didn't head towards the right goals. And like you said, is it going to get me the exit or is it my ego being fed? And that's a very yeah. important question to, to, to ask yourself while you're, you're building your companies or you're building your first company. Like it has to be about the goal. Like what's your end goal? Is it just to be build this to a certain level and just leave it play in the background, creating that additional wealth? Or is it to get to, you know, uh, an Amazon levels of success? Um, I want to go, you, you talked about your first failure, um, being the uh it was like a the the google it was like uh, four square it was called urban info yeah 
what made you decide to jump in? Like, th- I'm guessing that is probably your 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 big one. It's your biggest failure, or if you will, quote unquote. I don't like the biggest failure. It's because also those teachers. It was my most... best feedback lesson about being go. in a tech company. I don't consider it a well business model wise. It was. It, I, I, I get. But I get what you all mean. All those like, skill sets that I learned then from a mile away. Every time I have a startup that approaches me, I can smell, you know, the skill sets of people if they're actually going to follow through. And more importantly, I can now smell like, how do you scale this? And and so all that feedback is, you know, really, really helped me at a young age of figure out about, you know, the tech companies and very, I didn't really want to be an advisor. Um, but it just happens to be that people offer me cash and sure, why not? You know, um, but it's not what I, you know, it, it's not the career path I'm going down. I really love Horizon and I love what I do. And more importantly, but when people offer cash to help them scale up, yeah, sure, why not? Uh, but that was a skill set from learning from failure that I get to share with everyone else. And people pay whether it's in burgers and beers for life or a monetary fee to help, you know, larger sales teams. That's, that's like failures teach you. And when you can learn from your failures and you don't look at them as failures, you look at them as lessons. Cause you, 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 you do fail in one regard. Cause I, I look at, I, I love podcasting. Podcasting is my joy because I get to talk with amazing entrepreneurs, amazing podcasters. I get to talk about movies, all fun stuff that I get to talk about on my podcasts and my first ever podcast to me is my greatest success, but also my greatest failure. Because the goal that I had for it was to be like a Joe Rogan. I, I want to be as popular as Joe Rogan. He had a bit more going into it than I did. He didn't have to start at scratch. He already had his fan base in that. So I, that's a lesson I learned. But in terms of the successes and all that, it did teach me all the skills I needed to launch a podcast, be successful, sh- and, and like you, advise others. So it is your usually your first is usually your best and your worst uh, success. I find. Yeah, I, I you know um, I do. I kept the domain for a reason. You know, I kept the domain for a reason. Um, you, you know, obviously, I did. I, I did raise capital for uh, Urbinfo, but small cash, like really small cash. But I moved the equity from the people that invested in, in Urbinfo. Uh, to Horizon, so they had equity of the company, and uh, they loved the quarterly reports. So they they invested in me, and not just the company. And it was also I felt uh, very honored and lucky that they didn't really bust my balls, you know, really like okay, you fucked up, and you wasted years, and uh, yeah, and now I had Horizon, but I kept the business like you know horizon was very map based there were local businesses you pin it and you could you know you could find local businesses and it was a listing directory but um um if you look horizon now it's the exact same concept of where the map is the right side you have the employers you can filter by companies you can actually look at the logo and see it in a map and then you can actually okay well i want to click what are the jobs in this office? Because I live right next door and we'll show you all the jobs. And and so, yeah, it was definitely a painful learning experience. I mean, I ruined my dating life back then because <laughs> I either had money for going out on a date or 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 paying a developer. And I always chose a developer. So I certainly had no game whatsoever or no money because I was constantly paying developers. 
it's it's probably all right you're you're probably fine uh in that regard because uh look at where you are now you invested in your company and your company's doing amazing i wish in all honesty i wish i had something like this when i was younger because it makes applying for jobs so much easier because they just say the town they're in and you're like yeah okay the town's kind of big like are you on the east end or you're on the west end north south you know but with this map based thing i can see okay there there it's a 20 minute walk to the office that's amazing that's easy for me you know yeah and you can filter of like the role that you're looking for i mean you know uh right now we're in specific cities so we're like in london new york la uh, miami and and really where the big hubs are um, but in the next two, three months, we're just going to populate a lot more in, in the other cities. Obviously, we have to scrape a lot of data as well. Yeah. But for me, it's really important to have jobs that are live, that are from actual companies, not jobs from recruiters trying to generate leads, even though the jobs expired six months ago. Yeah. And that was another big differentiation is I want to allow end users to tailor their CV for that specific role because it's right next door. And to be simple, you know, it's web-based. It works well on the phone, so we didn't need to create a, an app. But, um, yeah, let's see. I mean, honestly, we're still a startup. You know, we have, you know, not too many people on the team, but... Um, Let's see where we are next this year. I'm super excited. I've got a lot more cash to spend on it this year and build more. So I'm excited to see where you guys go because it's an amazing uh, platform. Uh, I, I was playing around with it just before we jumped on the interview and I was like, yes, there's nothing in Montreal for me, but I was like, okay, yeah. now I'm in New York. Let's check out. And I saw all the different jobs and the possibilities and it's so user-friendly. You made it Thank so you, easy. Thanks. It, 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 you know, I, this is this is my real goal, really, to help people get in the tech community because I had a shitty first ten years of trying to make a paycheck out of it, and um, I started off the PowerPoint, and I actually have a video on it on YouTube about how I did. I uh, remember I told you Horizon 1.0. I had really I made a yeah. mistake again by not understanding the landscape, the marketplace, and really trying to understand how to, I was trying to be the next Uber because I was like, oh, I want to be the next Uber of this, the Uber of this, the Uber of laundry, the Uber of this. And then I was trying to monetize off people and um, I burned the cash. And obviously there was a point where it was really bad. And I, I, I had a, to keep funding the development of my concept. I had to even take a part-time job at a restaurant and they were really cool, and I actually had the best time in my life because the first time I was talking to people, I was getting wasted on a Tuesday, Wednesday, <laughs> and Thursday after work with free beer, you know. So uh, I had a, a great time. But um, I, I that's when the business model changed because I realized I want to be a B two B company. I I know employers spend about four k to hire. How do we reduce it down to less than a hundred bucks and make it cheap, you know, and to help out the SMEs? can't afford to be on indeed or these other platforms so um yeah i just i put everything on a powerpoint i remember i i the, the first version was just i want a map with pins simple as that. that's all i could afford and a logo you know and i and uh, i had uploaded in json files and then i got more money as like okay well i can't upload in json files can i get a dashboard for the love of god so upload 20 jobs took me like two days you know I couldn't find the bug in the code and then they built the dashboard. I had more money. Uh, then I became an advisor. And then all of a sudden I was like, all right, well, now I want dashboards so they can upload CSVs. You know, now I want my employees to be able to sign up in LinkedIn and get recommendations. So 
you know, uh, fortunately enough, like uh, the persistence paid off and, you know, with more cash, I put more into the company. But I want people to know is that you can do it, like have a concept, build a really, really basic MVP, put in PowerPoint and get feedback. And if people say, hey, this is really cool, build it for a couple hundred bucks on Upwork and Fiverr you know, and, and test out your MVP. Anyone can get in tech. You just need to be persistent and start with a small budget. You know, um, the first MVP of, of Horizon, uh, after I blew the first cash in 1.0, was about 400 pounds, you know, and look where I am today, you know. So I want people to know anyone can build anything, you know, at, at a fraction of the price. Bootstrap it, and you don't always need capital. There we go. And it, it's something that uh, that's been uh, I talked with a lot of entrepreneurs. I've had entrepreneurs who have bootstrapped their business like yourself. And I've also had entrepreneurs who have been investors. So you're kind of both. You've had investors and you bootstrapped. Um, and they say and, and I think it's a turning point in the world that a lot of people are like, I'm happy if I'm making a mil a year. Like if my business is making a mil a year, I'm making a couple hundred grand a year. I'm happy. Uh, you don't have other expenses because you don't need to have multiple employees like these major corporations, because a yeah. lot of things are not like you there. You can hire out like, oh, I need someone, a, a UX designer. I can hire someone off Fiverr. Or I can hire someone off Upworks or these better companies that deal with it. And it's short term contracts. It's built. It's done. Boom. And then we you build have automation. It. Like I said, um, you know, I build bots, actual bots. Uh, that actually do the outreach, scrape the outreach hunt. It's, you could generate 10,000 emails in one day, new B2B companies. And, and um, you know, again, I didn't need to hire sales teams because we, we build bots to do this. And it's actually a very useful skill. Uh, especially this is where I failed in my first startup and I learned how never to fail in that again. So, um, yeah. It, it's, it's, it's interesting because I have a my, my podcasting corporate business. Most of my outreach is having guests come on because they see the quality of a podcast, they see the value of the thing. So reaching, actually reaching out, is terrifying for me. So I like how you you started with I didn't know how to outreach, so I built a bot, and then I slowly learned. I'm like, maybe that's the direction I need to go because there are already a lot of companies out there that offer the services, yeah, but and and they charge you. So know, much money, five hundred so times the worth. And for you, I mean, for you, it's simple because you can create directories. You can even automate LinkedIn. There are many tools out there to connect, and you could say, "I'm on LinkedIn Sales Navigator. I want to find CEOs in the tech industry." And you can just automate, "Hi, first name." It'll even pull in the first name, and then like, "Hi, first name." I'd love to get you on my podcast. You know, and LinkedIn Sales Navigator is seventy nine ninety nine dollars USD. Um, you know, the bots are, you know, they're, they're, you can use free ones, you can use paid ones and you automate your, your LinkedIn to, to build your appointments. And the great thing about your, you know, going for podcasts, for example, is that this is not really just a sale process. It's actually to engage with people, learn mm -hmm. about them. And, you know, um, I reached out to you because I, I wanted to be on your podcast. You know what I mean? So go for it. Use LinkedIn. You can, there are loopholes oh. in the system where you can connect with as many as you want. I, I'm actually currently watching, uh, I'm, I am I didn't start watching your YouTube, I'm, I'm going to be starting, but there's another uh, YouTuber that I watch named Nathan, and he uses Airtable with Integrate 
to do a LinkedIn uh, scraping. And he has a whole video on it because he's he's building multiple SaaS businesses and he shows you how to do it. And he's like, okay, this is the beginning of this. I'm doing he does con consultation as well. And he films it while he's building these things for his clients. He keeps yeah. them uh, as anonymous as possible. He's like, okay, here's the process. And then once he's off camera, he updates it in that, but he builds it live so that you can see and be like, oh, so I can do that. So like Airtable is free, Integrate is free. So I can, I'm slowly learning slowly learning to make those automations for myself learn and there's it's no code it's literally you just need youtube but zapier and slack it has yeah. become incredible of of what i use it for especially like lead generation so if someone fills out a form it's immediately on slack and because it's on slack a notification goes to everyone at the sales team to immediately to follow up you know uh, you can even use Slack to type a specific code of just like, okay, well, scrape today's list of my new leads from LinkedIn. You know, it's Zapier is an incredible tool. Uh, oh, Z really, Zapier. It gives I, a list of all companies that you can integrate. Yeah, Zapier, I use to actually create my, uh, my show notes. Uh, a little secret behind the scenes. When someone fills out their Google form, I grab certain as aspects from the Google form, throw it into the the word doc here uh, the google form uh, the google sheet and it's done it's pre-populated i have to go in and you know there's certain like upkeeps you have to do because it's never perfect but it just takes it to that it just cuts it down from doing an hour worth of you know scraping off the internet finding all the links and populating it yourself to it's populated it's a five minute thing now i just have to read it to make sure it makes sense but this, this is like the foundation of, again, building something. And, yeah. and like, I know that you're getting into like using, you know, uh, like Airtable. It's only a moment from a couple of weeks from now where you have an idea for a startup. And oh, like, I already well, I have an idea scripting. for a startup. I know what my startup is. It's Does now, it include Airtable into it as well? It's going to. <laughs> I told you. Uh, see, I mean, it's exactly that type of thing. That's exactly how it happened with me because... I learned how to use WordPress because I didn't need to hire developers. I knew to buy templates. And all of a sudden, well, I know how to use this module and I know how to use this module. I know how to integrate maps and I can build an MVP. This exact feeling that you have is what I got at an early stage. And I started putting all these things together. I'm like, yeah, I love tech. Mm -hmm. I, I love the path. Like, so my idea is making a platform that goes from, because I know when podcasters record, we have multiple platforms we can use. Like we have StreamYard here, there's Restreamio, there's Livestream, and there's a, about a Twitch and all that. But after this, I still have to download it. I have to upload the audio into my hosting platform. I have to do my editing and my video I have to put on YouTube. And if anything, I have to add to that. My idea is having it all self-contained into one web-based platform so that I can log into like StreamYard and when I'm done the session, I can go straight into editing either the video or the audio. First, it's going to be audio because it's going to make it a little easier because we're podcasters. But then it goes from uh, editing the audio to uploaded to the, 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 uh, to the hosting platform so that it can go di be distributed at your choice. So it's like it's seamless in one place. And I know it's going to take a lot of time to build it and figuring out all the coding and that, but... I'm slowly learning how to build the, the data tables first, the databases, and go from there. Awesome, man. I honestly, I tell you, it's there's what a better time, you know, like today. 
to build a startup is a fraction of the cost of what it used to be five years ago, five years ago, you know, and, you know, there were all these different languages, you know, that, you know, obviously you had no understanding what was going on. And now you have full stack developers that charge 10 bucks an hour uh, in Asia who are just as good. I mean, even think outside the box. And I built a relationship with one to the point we work on all our projects together. We scale up. We talk about the plans. Uh, he has a percentage of the company as well. But I met him on people per hour. And uh, it helped me build my MVP. And and I called me, hey, I got more cash. You know, like, can we build this? And all of a sudden now we're like, all right, we need like, a, you know, we need a front end designer because like we don't have time for this. But to the point is, is that uh, for you, it's no better time right now than just putting your idea on paper, building like a, you know, using XD to create like a framework, what's going to look like, get someone to help you at a fraction of the cost to build like a proper wireframe, and then just start deploying it, test it out at a fraction of the price, see what it, the, the, you know, the front end looks like, seeing it live. It's, it's what a better time. It, it, it truly is because now is like the time. I guess it's like we had the web 1.0. We had the, the dot-com bubble at one yeah, point. Everybody that. having I a website. <laughs> oh, I, I, I mentioned it. I watched it. I'm like, wow, that's a lot of money just ma- being made and disappearing at the same time. That's amazing how that happened. But I feel like then we had this web 2.0s was the social media, the explosion of yeah. social media companies. And I feel uh, web point three is going to be the uh, the tech bubble. It's going to be another tech bubble where people are a startup bubble where everybody's making startups because it's so incredibly cheap, just like making a website back then was relatively incredibly cheap um, mm. given the time. But like now, because we can start tech companies, because we have we have da- uh, Airtable that provides so much free database. You have Google Drive and Amazon web-based services that are pretty much cheap to use to host everything. Like yeah. today, today it's like you said, it's a fraction of a cost. Something that would have cost a million dollars ten years ago now can cost like a couple thousand or even a hundred thousand dollars. The price has like dropped dramatically. I know, I know. Even just to build MVPs now, now all you need is a good PowerPoint. <laughs> it's true. So I do want to touch on MVP because you did drop uh, that a few times and some of my audience may think it's the most valuable player. Um, for, for people in tech, it doesn't stand for most valuable player. It stands for most viable product or the minimal, minimal viable product. Minimal. So you need to build a version that truly is a piece of shit, but it works <laughs> enough to show people what it is and to get feedback. You know, if you want to build the next LinkedIn or the LinkedIn 2.0, you don't want to build it completely and then find out like what I did, the mistake of where I built my startup and, you know, I actually got funding for it. Not much. It was like 10K. It's still 10K that wasn't mine. 10K wasn't yours. That's someone else's money you're now responsible for. So, And and just to clear up, they're happy now because (laughs) I moved it into Horizon 2.0. But um, the, the the MVP really, you know, I built it where it was like fully functioning. There were admin platforms, you know, it sent you like 1099s, you know, especially because there were a lot of subcontractors on a platform. Didn't it, I should have been smart to build an MVP of just a minimal viable product, get feedback. And then I would have been able to understand at an early stage, well, actually, this is what I need to change right now. And first of all, especially in tech, you want to be able to build something like minimal that works. You can sign up people, they can experience it, and they actually have use for it. But the feedback that you get is where they'll say, well, you know what? It's too complex to sign up. Here's feedback. 
then you can now build the next stage, you know, whereas uh, the next stage will be, you know, 1.1. And then they'll say, hey, well, you know what, now you can sign in with Facebook you know, credentials. That's, you know, 1.2, 1.3, 1 1.4. But the MVP, that engine and that basic platform is enough to get feedback and you can constantly feed you know the monster to you know integrate many different features and functions and and especially in tech you know you you want to be able to understand what your platform does and even if it's scalable but by building an mvp it's cost effective you don't lose too much money you can build it really fast because it's a minimal viable product and you get feedback so that's what an mvp is I love it. And it's so important to have because when you're jumping into the tech, building it when it's perfect, it's going to be too late because someone else has already built it faster, stronger and better than yours. Um, wow. Plus, you get that automatic feedback with the with the MVP. Um, Miguel, I want to know, you, you've probably read a lot of books or have watched a lot of YouTube, at least. Do you have a book that you always suggest maybe entrepreneurs either in the tech or just a general entrepreneurs should at least start reading? You know, um, there is a book that I will su suggest, and it was actually the book that made me more interested in, in learning more, especially university, it's rich dad, poor dad, because that's the one that really teaches you if you really want to be an employee or an employer. And um, I wanted to be an employer from right out of school, but I had to be an employee to become an employer. I had to bootstrap my companies. I smiled. I took the corporate jobs, you know, and, and now I'm 36. I've ruined the chances of me going back to corporate because now I think I'm too old. I'm better as an advisor because I have a specific skill set. But that book really kind of taught me that I'd rather be an employer and have the ability to know that I can sleep and still generate money, you know, or I can have one day longer in my vacation without getting fired, but I still will have income. And I think that's why I built, you know, uh, and persistent to stay in, in, in that tech community, you know, the experience. And this is a piece of advice that I'll give, you know, to, to your audience. And it happened to me a year ago. So the first, the first, um, like I said, the first decade was bootstrapping, building companies, failing companies, and thank God it got to the point of where now I get paid for my skill sets and hopefully my platform goes to the next level. And there's a point of where you've struggled in that early point, and all of a sudden you're making over 100K. And then you get comfortable, and that is the biggest I, I was comfortable for like five six months and i came back to the uk and i was just like whoa 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 i don't work my life depends on it like i worked really hard when i was broke i work like my life depends on it you know mm -hmm. so it took me a long time to get back into that mode of where you know stop thinking that i can afford to have a steakhouse because i still haven't exited i'm still building and i'm still trying to acquire you know and i'm want to be all over. I want to be in Toronto, Montreal. And I lost that hunger because I got comfortable. So learn from the book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Also remember, it's a book, take the feedback, but stay hungry till you get to that point. And for the moment, I wasn't hungry and I, I wasn't working like my life dependent. I got comfortable, you know. So get those life experiences from books, get through life, you know, be able to afford, survive, but stay hungry. 
I think that's a, a huge thing. When we you get to a level of success, you get comfortable because you're like, oh, I got here. I don't have to worry. This is the level of success that I've wanted. But you have to stay hungry for that next level. You like set those minor goals yeah. to reach your big goal. Like my big goal, I would love to be a billionaire. That's like yeah. monetary wise billionaire. I'm like, okay, that sounds cool. And I'm like, but I know I'm, when I reach millionaire, I can retire. I If I'm a millionaire, I know I can retire because people have done it. You know, but, I used to think like, the, like so <laughs> someone told me once that she was an ex, but like, I like the chase. You know what I mean? I like the actual chase. Like I've been chasing, like, you know, trying to go down this road for almost, you know, a decade plus now. Right? Mm-hmm. And um you know what would happen if i exit tomorrow and someone offered me five million they offer me five million right now you know and i exit i i don't know how i'd feel about it to be honest with you because i'm not chasing anything anymore like i am used to being like uh you know you're a hunter you're yeah you know you're a hunter i i know the feeling yeah so i don't know like i'm ready like i keep want to keep building and the moment that I can't afford this. So I realized that I'm not the best uh, asset to the company anymore. And there's a lot more money to hire better people. So be it. But I, um, you know, there are a lot of people out there looking for jobs. I definitely want to be a contender out there and a useful tool. Um, But I don't know how I feel about trying to be a million. I was trying to chase the paycheck. Now I can afford a steak whenever I want, which is a good feeling. You know, I can afford to fly you know, um, anywhere I want, you know, for holidays, vacation. Um, but I, I am, again, hungry because I realize I'm not at that next level. You know, I'd love to have a problem where I can't afford the service. That'd be a great problem to have, you know. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm still hungry. And I it took me a while to get, like, used to, like, hey, I'm going to be full of shit if I'm not hungry. And in a year from now, I'm in the exact same place. So... Yeah, no, I, I feel staying hungry is the, the the best thing because it's it forces you to grow, it keeps you in your own, in outside your comfort zone and moving on and staying taking like like you said, you took five to six months like before getting comfort. Sometimes you need that little little pause before you go out back out on the hunt to get to the next yeah. level in that. Sometimes it's like, wow, I got here. I don't have to fight for food. Uh, I I know I can go get like you said, I can go have a steak whenever I want. But taking, but then it's like, okay, I, I had this lifestyle. This is not the lifestyle I wanted. This is not where I wanted to be. Let's go back into the hunt. Let's go out and get up higher and bigger and hit those bigger levels. Because that's what we need in life. If you're not forcing yourself forward, you're just staying complacent. And like you said, who wants to be in the same place they were last year? Exactly. That's what I'm looking for. 2022. First of all, I don't like numbers. You can't divide by two. So uh, 2022, you know, I'm, I'm, I don't know. Maybe I have OCD, but I've, I've noticed that when I put the volume up and, you know, on the TV, it's like, it's never 19. It's either 20, 22. And in my friend's car, they'll put it 19 volume. I'm like, uh, it's either 18 or 20, you know? Yeah, like, come on. Why... I've been feeling about this year. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, and it, it's funny. If you look back at every, every, uh, um even number has been kind of a relatively okay year like 2020 was wasn't the best but it was like it's a cleaning house you know we're we're cleaning house we're trying to get better i i started improving myself that's my start of my entrepreneurial journey so i see how like the evens are good and you may not like the odds because uh, they usually have uh, some bad I, 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 I just have a bad ocd i have ocd you 
I have, a, but it, it's been an asset to me and you know, like yeah. uh, an asset to me actually to help me structure. Oh. Um, I'm going to give you the last five minutes, Miguel. It's been a pleasure chatting with you. Uh, I want you to let my audience know where they can contact with you, uh, either to find your your business or because you offer your you have YouTube, you have a podcast, you have like a lot of stuff that people can connect with you. Um, let them know where they can and uh, how you can help well, the, them out. The best place to contact me would be on uh, miguelheinonen.com. Um, uh, where else? If you're looking for a job, go to horizon.com. It's uh, H-E-I-R-I-Z-O-N. So feel free to look for a job. And um, one piece of advice that I really want to share with everyone is if you have a startup idea, you know, don't feel like you have to have the full product. Build MVP, like I was saying. Put it in a PowerPoint so you can visually see everything from the signing up to to um, the the execution, and then um, uh, more importantly, you know, uh, go on Upwork and Fiverr to build you that MVP and just build it and don't spend more than five hundred bucks, you know. And then at least you can say you've done it. And um, if you ever need help or advice, feel free to just reach out to me on my website. I love helping people. Um, and um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Excellent, Miguel. I want to thank you so much for being an awesome guest, sharing your story, sharing how you bootstrapped an amazing company and fa failed, it'd be having it and being invested in. Uh, but also learned a lot from those lessons and shared it with my audience. Um, guys, the links will be in the show notes down below. Please go ahead, contact Miguel, check out Horizon. It's an amazing platform. I, If you're in New York, if you're in Miami, if you're in LA, if you're anywhere else, London and across the world, I know we have audiences everywhere. Check it out to see if you, you may be able to use it. And maybe you can even uh, apply to work with Miguel in the future if he has any options there. Uh, Miguel, again, Thank you so much for being an awesome guest. Uh, I can't wait to talk to you uh, more and see your growth with the horizon and anything else you're doing and probably connect with you when I start doing my minimum viable product. Hey, uh, come to my podcast. I haven't uh, enjoyed my time with you. We should shoot shit uh, on, I, on my podcast. I would love to be a guest on your show and uh, just chat about everything. Uh, what, what is your podcast actually about so that my audience, maybe they can jump on? You know, I just wanted to shoot the shit with people. I you know I didn't want to do like this thought leadership podcast. I just, I love talking to people, finding out their stories and, and, you know, and just talking about really like, oh man, this is where we were last year. This is where we go next year. So this is very, very light. I love it. I love it. Uh, so yeah, guys, look for me on uh, Miguel's podcast. I'll make sure to share that as well. And uh, everybody, thank you so much for listening and remember to invest in yourself. Hey, everybody, I want to thank you so, so much for watching the show and listening to the podcast. Uh, as a thank you, remember, you can always head over to my website, feelbetterinc.com and get free 15 minutes with me to talk about how you can grow your podcast, how to monetize your podcast, or even how to start your podcast. I have helped lots of people and I want to help you do the same for your business or just for your personal brand. So again, that is feelbetterinc.com. Head over there, book your free 15 minutes, and I'll be a pleasure to help you out. Have a good night and remember to invest in yourself.